the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and or more. How to get to retirement. Wow, that's a big one, right? How to get to retirement. It's probably my favorite thought these days. And you don't realize it until I guess you do. Uh, The writing's on the wall right now on the stock market. I think the market has um, a pretty good focus. So it's a little bit manic for sure. Facebook, big time in the news. How are they going to do today with Mark Zuckerberg in Washington, D.C.? You're seeing the markets all open higher. You're seeing some crazy headlines out there today. Um, tied towards uh, Donald Trump's administration and his lawyer. Stocks are jumping as the trade jitters are calming. Will Facebook rebound from this publicity onslaught of negativity? I saw a crazy statistic today. $800 a day. That's how much homes are... uh, Moving up a day in San Jose. Typical homeowners are gaining more than $50 of equity in their homes during every eight-hour workday. Price gains in some parts of the country have been significantly higher. San Jose, San Francisco, Seattle all come to mind right now, where you have to have a six-figure salary to even consider owning a home. Now, supplemental income... I don't know. What would you call a home going up $800 in a day in San Jose? Not supplemental. Banking on homes appreciating as supplemental retirement savings, what could possibly go wrong? You know? Yeah. Um, It's a bit of a problem. So I saw the statistic $800 a day. It doesn't take a lot to do the math. That's $300,000 a year. That's a lot of retirement income, right? And for some reason, I'm not going to be negative today. I'm going to be positive today. I'm going to do everything I can to be positive. (laughs) What happened? Did a genie come out of a bottle and turn Rob into a happy-go-lucky guy? Maybe. Um, What else we got out there as far as big stories of the day? Uh, Again, you know, the tension in Washington... Washington's got a big day today. I just realized I put two and two together. You got the FBI raiding President Donald Trump's personal lawyer's office. That's pretty tense. That's pretty tense, right? But on top of it, you got 
Zuckerberg in front of Congress. That's pretty tense. Uh, and you're going to hear the word regulation of tech companies become more and more of a thing. And did Facebook ruin it for everyone? They might have. I hate Facebook. And I, for years, well, I don't hate Facebook. I just don't adore Facebook. And when you see spouses and friends spend serious amounts of hours um, going through their friends' lives, it's a little on the sad side. But there's one more thing in Washington today, obviously, um, China's president and giving a little bit of breathing room. President Xi didn't ratchet up trade tensions. China's go, going to lower import tariffs on autos. All right. Can we actually step back and give one to Trump? <laughs> or is our society not going to you know, be fair? So it'll actually be cheaper to buy a, a U.S.-made car in China instead of 25% tariffs. I won. I don't know what we're going to look at. Um, will they make more relations? Maybe. It's a step in the right direction. The producer price index for March hasn't disrupted the bullish bias. So it's been revealed a higher than expected increase in the PPI in final demand. And um, good thing. Not too much inflation. Verifone is paying to, uh, is being acquired by Francisco Partners. Verifone's one of those interesting ones. They make a lot of the terminals that we do swipe. They make a lot of the terminals that we put our credit cards into. So they're being acquired. Uh, Tinico is buying Federal Mogul. And Icon Enterprises, Carl Icon's company, um, is selling Tinico to... Uh, Tinico is buying Federal Mogul from Carl Icon. That's not the right way of saying that. So little mergers and acquisitions. I like mergers and acquisitions. They're not the end-all, be-all of my day in any way, shape, or form. But I think they go a long way to telling you, you know, what's working on Wall Street and what sectors, you know, could have moves up. Again, not an end-all, be-all in any way, shape, or form, but step in the right direction for sure, for sure. So other big stories of note today, markets are higher, which is a little bit of a breather room. We got a couple weeks in a row. Uh, we had a bad month, and then we had kind of a, a volatile time. And that volatile time has created a scenario where we were about to break down. So things to take a look at today. Obviously, Facebook is a cautionary tale. Can we learn from that? I think we can. A cautionary tale on companies that get a little bit too cocky. Would I own Facebook? I do own Facebook. Would I buy Facebook at this point in time? I probably would. Consult a broker advisor before we take any action on any stocks mentioned on this show. But you get the idea. Um, things to focus in on today. Dow up big. How do we close? Big banks have found a new way to stay in the subprime lending business. Oh, boy. You know what subprime should mean? Risky. But it's a nice, clever way of saying risky, isn't it? A risky mortgage? Do you want to lend money to a risky borrower? Some people do. Because if you do it 100 times and one person fails, it's okay. But if you do it one time and one person fails, it's a disaster. So banks have that formula of how much can we get away with before it becomes a problem. And can we sell that risk to other people? Facebook's offering $40,000 bounty if you can find the next big data leak. 
Woo! I'm going to stay home all weekend. Uh, chocolate sales are slowing. What's that all about? You got surging cocoa prices. Ow! Feels like Friday, doesn't it? <laughs> it's Tuesday. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Going to put together a good, polished show for you today. Stay with me. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Tax day in the United States was originally March 1st. Did you know that? Congress set the due date back in 1913 with the past really? 16th Amendment, Whoa. which formalized a nationwide income tax. A few years later, it pushed the date back to March 15th, and then later on into April 15th, back in, I believe, 1955, when they revised tax codes. Let's bring in the one the only, Rafael Toledo, spokesperson for the IRS West Coast. Rafael, how are you? Hey, Rob. Thanks for the history. I think you're right on, as always. <laughs> Something like that. Tax code's more than 75,000 pages long. Have you read the tax code beginning to end? Cover to cover. Cover and to if cover. You believe me, if you believe me, I've got an island on sale for you. Um, uh, well, fair enough. But I do, I do, you know, it's hard. You bring that up. Nobody knows everything, even within the agency, the smartest, the people who are steeped in knowledge for so many years. But uh, I will tell you that uh, you can generally get enough and... Um, to get by and, and spread the good word. You know, one of the areas that the IRS that I do respect a lot is how much technology the IRS throws out and uses and implements. They started e-filing, get this, back in 1986. Like, that makes my Palm Pilot feel, you know, old, per se. Uh, <laughs> this is true. In 1990 was the actual rollout of it. And that's funny, because remember, remember when I was up there and we used to do the other show, uh, the Palm Pilot and all that was just starting and... And uh, flip phones were still, you know, the rage and all that. Now, obviously, it's the norm with everything we have. But, uh, yeah, this is true. We've been on the e-file thing. Speaking of which, I think when all is said and done this year, I think it'll be well over 90% of all returns e-filed. I think last year was 87% in terms of total individual I'm talking about now. Uh, But we'll get 90%. And just about every return now is paperless as well. So those who get a refund choose direct deposit and... Uh, And you really could say that if you are a paper filer and there's still millions of them, uh, you're definitely in the minority, no question about it. So I was just reading up about the IRS and the pilot program they did in 1986. They had five tax preparers do it to e-file. And basically, it was a a tape drive, a tape drive hooked up to a modem. Um, That must have been a lot of fun to process those returns. But Okay, so you can file electronically. E-filing is a great way to go. You still have time to do it on time, but you can also – can you e-file an extension, or do you have to send in an extension? You can do it both ways. You can do it several ways. You know, the extension, you can paper form, old-fashioned way, right? It takes about three minutes to fill it out, send it in. If you have a payment, and you owe is what I mean, you can send in the payment and then request the extension when you send the payment, the payment in, even if it's electronic. Uh, you can do it through software. Uh, whatever you need to do to request the extension. The extension is to file, though, as you well know, but not to pay. So if you owe or you think you owe, then a week from today is still your deadline. How do you know? 
last year's return is a good guide, which is going to lead me into a segue in this year, which is going to be completely different. But last year is a good guide, a good faith estimate, 90%, that kind of a thing, depending on the situation you're in, you could have um, interest that can accrue. But I guess the bottom line is, even if you overpay, you're going to get your refund back, just as if you normally would if you if you were withheld uh, too much, like we all do anyway, because most do get a refund. But um, certainly, the paperless way is the way to go, choosing direct deposit. Now, the one thing to say, though, is 2018 is going to be very different than 17. So we're really kind of uh, urging everybody to check your pay and do what is known as a paycheck checkup is what we're calling it because the provisions in the code, the way that new law that was passed and, and what's in it for all of us, depending on where you are, you're probably going to see a change in some way, shape, or form in your amount of withholding either too much or too little. And so to avoid a surprise considering uh, the enormity of it. Uh, take a look this year at some point, maybe some tax planning. I think we discussed this last time I was on, but it's worth noting again. So you don't, um, you don't let the government hold your money in terms of a refund throughout the whole year that you don't have to do. At the same time, you avoid a, a surprise next year. So I've recently seen Best Buy has been hacked. I've seen, obviously, Facebook, as far as data goes, uh, Home Depot. Uh, you name the company, they've been hacked, it seems like. Um, how fearful are we of fraudulent activity? Because it seems like a lot of these hacks ultimately come back to the IRS, because having our Social Security number is kind of a ticket into getting a refund from someone illegally. Right, and I'll tell you something more sinister in a second, but certainly anything that you can do to protect your information outside the tax system, the bad guys get it in pieces and use it within the tax right. system to try to file fraudulent returns. So we're doing whatever we can to prevent it. And, in fact, statistically, it really shows we've been uh, shutting the door as much as possible on the amount of Ill illegitimate refunds, if you will, going out the door to begin with. Uh, so that said... What we're seeing as part of the latest variation of a scam are erroneous refunds showing up in the real bank account of a taxpayer. So how does that happen? The genesis, unfortunately, is a data breach to tax professionals. So the urging of everybody, including tax pros, who have that information that a, that a criminal can use to file a return, everything, right, including the bank account and routing information, and that way they can file the fraudulent return, have the refund show up in the real bank account of the real taxpayer, and then make the phone call, the threatening phone call, as we're seeing those anyway, uh, to have you take that refund and send it back to them that showed up in your real bank account, the genesis being because of the data, data breaches of tax professionals. So that's the latest kind of variation and sinister twist. And unfortunately, it's just us jumping up and down saying, please, 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 let's all do what we can to be more vigilant. Uh, especially if you're uh, if you're getting uh, paid to prepare returns for a living, you know what I mean. I do, I do, and <clears throat> I get I bring it up again and again. Just uh, we've got a weird system, and people have to stay on top of their social security number, and people have to stay on top of their credit checks and things like that. And uh, yeah. it just it seems odd that the IRS is the target of criminals. Like that's you, it, you it's it's almost like robbing a bank and going to the police and robbing the police. It's like you don't you would think you would want to stay away from those guys. Because they're on right. to, so the to criminals, speak. the criminals, you know, are coming from around the world, this and the other. And we're investigating them. There are criminal investigations investigating them, and there's there's all kinds of that going on. But if you think about it, the scammers, the criminals, the bad guys, they're using the IRS as a carrot, as a lure, if you will, yeah. 
because it, it's it, it helps them, uh, I guess, prey on the vulnerability of those who don't know that we don't do business that way, right? In terms of the threatening calls and emails and all that that are that are bogus, uh, and so uh, we do whatever we can to warn folks. It's not the IRS doing business. Now, the other thing about it is, it's uh, this it's the continued vigilance that we're preaching, uh, just to be be uh, be smart, be careful. And uh, understand that's the culture we're in, as all of us, as, as people, as consumers, uh, uh, just to be careful with our information. Raphael, we're almost out of time. We've got about 15 seconds. Any final thoughts? Yes, irs.gov for anything you need help-wise, 24-7, 365. And, Rob, um, I enjoy it, as always. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Raphael. Raphael Tolino with the IRS. You can find them at irs.gov. Great institution, big institution, biggest financial institution, I believe, in the world, definitely in the United States. A lot of processing going on there. Get your filing done soon or get that extension. One thing you don't want to do is not do an extension. Been there, done that. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You can find the IRS at irs.gov. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Did you know that if you report a tax cheater to the IRS, it can earn you up to 15% of the amount collected as a reward? We'll probably also earn you a tattoo that says rat. Um, but you can get a maximum of $10 million if you know somebody's doing hardcore uh, IRS cheating. And uh, some people brag about that kind of stuff. Off topic, and definitely not this man, Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com. Mr. O'Hare, are you finished with your taxes yet? Uh, my accountant is, yeah. So I have to uh, mail in a small check, though, pretty pretty soon here. So uh, about ready to wrap things up. Isn't it funny? You have an accountant. I have an accountant. Uh, at one point in time, we grew up and we were like, let's do our own taxes when we're 18. And as we get older, like, no, let's not. Right. Yeah. It seems like once you you know have children in the mix and uh, all that other stuff, <laughs> you get a little bit more more taxing, if you will, to, to do your own taxes. So, uh, so I leave that into the capable hands of a uh, of a of an authority and an expert in a field where I am not. <laughs> I was just talking to an IRS uh, representative, and we we're talking about back in 1986, you could use a tape drive and a modem and e-file and. Uh, I just it, it makes you scratch your head on occasion when you see Zuckerberg in front of Congress talking about privacy issues and how things change so quickly and so fast and how somehow we let a company that has two billion sets of eyeballs not get regulated and yet we'll regulate basically you know car seats we'll regulate everything but um, this scenario anyway what I'm trying to I'm I'm waxing poetically how much uh, efficiency has come through our economy in a very small amount of time of our lifetimes I would think 1986 is pretty familiar to you yeah I mean you're and you're right you know Rob there I mean it's just the the technological advances <laughs> since then have been just um, you know off the chart so to speak and um, and they have made life more efficient uh, in many ways um, but of course it's um, as we're seeing here with the Facebook issue I think it's left people more exposed in, in ways that they never dreamed possible so, uh, so you do have to find a balance there and, and I suspect as you you know rightfully acknowledge how many users Facebook has and now that this issue is out in the open about uh, 
failure to really, you know, protect the, uh, you know, the privacy of their users. Um, probably we'll see a little bit more government oversight uh, than than you've than they've been accustomed to seeing in the past, and that kind of changes the game a little bit. So I started my morning checking out page one, written by you, Patrick O'Hare at Briefing.com, president of China, Xi Jinping. Um, basically, he, he's rising to the occasion. He's being the better man. He, he's meeting Trump halfway. Um, what are your thoughts on China going to China saying that they will lower tariffs on autos, decrease duties on other products, and strengthen the protection of intellectual property? It's a, it seems to me, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me a, a win for the president. Well, uh, it could be a win for both presidents, really. Um, I think, you know, uh, President Xi kind of talked the talk, uh, if you will, here, which, you know, I think made him look like the better diplomat, if nothing else, um, right. you know, to try and you know quiet some of these the, the trade rhetoric that's been uh, heating up and certainly has been inflamed by a lot of tough talk coming out of Washington. And, and you know, and, and I guess to be fair, I mean, some of that tough talk is certainly warranted. Um, it, it probably is more boiling down to, to the style of leadership, though, that, that's, you know, resonating as, as a, uh, a feather in the cap of President C.G. right now. So, um, but... You know, the market has clearly liked the notion that um, China seems to be open to, um, you know, to making their markets, you know, more open, if you will, uh, and and is looking to, as you say, kind of meet the U.S. halfway somewhat with the reduction on tariffs on auto imports and other products. Um, but again, you know. It's all sounding good right now, but until you actually see the action, uh, you, you can't, you know, put, you know, complete faith in in, in the idea of, of what's being proposed right now. So, um, but it's but it's good to know that China and, and certainly that you're getting this. You know, the, it's the voice from the top, right? That's giving you a sense that, you know, everyone can kind of calm down a little bit as it relates to the trade war concerns, and you know, China is not trying to um, be so heavy-handed here in its dealings. Uh, even though some of the, you know, officials below the president have have sounded tougher than than what he made things sound like last night. Um, you know that they, you know, that they're willing to, you know try to negotiate this thing out, and I think the stock market has reacted accordingly uh, based on that interpretation. So the markets feel a little more volatile than normal. The VIX is up, but it's not up that much. Um, are the markets more volatile, or are we dealing with bigger numbers, or is it just the transition? Like, How are we feeling about this when we're looking at it at lunchtime um, as the market starts to close? Right. Well, there's there's no doubt that the market is more volatile. Um, these days and certainly this year. And as we've kind of discussed before uh, on the program, you know, I think that is related in large part to the recognition that you're hitting some um, some real inflection points on some really important matters uh, that, that are relevant for stock valuations, uh, namely, you know, interest rates and inflation and Fed policy. Um, all of those Areas, I think that the market is coming around to the understanding that kind of like the, the best of the days uh, are, are behind it on, on each of those fronts. And it's, 
you know, trying to adjust for uh, for a new outlook that would include higher rates, rising inflation, and a more hawkish-minded uh, Federal Reserve. So while we talk a lot right in the here and now about all the trade issues uh, that are that are taking place, um, I think really at the root of what at the market's volatility is is this um, understanding or appreciation for the fact that uh, the interest rate dynamic is is changing, uh, and there's some uncertainty about how quickly it will change, but I think there is some uh, growing certainty related to uh, the belief that uh, interest rates have hit their low for this cycle, and that the path of least resistance right now with interest rates is to the upside. And so, uh, even though we've got really strong earnings growth that we're going to hear out of this first quarter and, and perhaps through most of this year, I think there's some uh, underlying concerns that were at a peak in terms of the earnings growth for this cycle. And I think that's also why the market has been. Um, you know, somewhat non-responsive, really, to the very good earnings backdrop uh, that gets reported on um, all the time. So, what else are you working on? Is in, one of the reasons I brought up technology was tied towards the technology. Of the IRS is tied towards productivity in the United States, and one of the reasons we're in a great bull market and we've had a great thirty years is technology. Um, something I'm always fascinated by, and that sometimes is shown in like production, and it's sometimes shown in productivity. Um, is there anything that stands out to you right now that you're looking at, working on, that you want to share with our listeners? Well, you know, we're gonna. It's it's gonna be all about earnings, really. You okay. know, coming up here not not too long from now, right? Um, you know, J.P. Morgan gets going here on Friday with its earnings report, and uh, about mid-April though is where you really start to see the first quarter earnings reporting period uh, go into full gear, uh, and and what in terms of what I'm working on is is more of a, you know paying attention to how the market's reacting to what will undeniably be good earnings news. Uh, does it respond in a bullish way to its you know, most important fundamental driver, um, or does it uh, you know, fail to rally on good earnings news, again, creating the sense that it's been priced in already and that there are you know, underlying concerns that uh, the pace of earnings growth will start to decelerate and uh, and that you know rising interest rates potentially will make um, uh, people less willing to pay up for every dollar of earnings, and so you know, can tend to see some multiple compression in, in that type of environment. So, going to continue to really watch that closely here through this first quarter earnings reporting period because it has been very intriguing to me uh, that the market has been so. Um, uh, manic uh, this year, even though it's it's had uh, a really strong awareness that this is going to be a should be a really strong year of earnings growth. It really should be, and it's going to be fun to watch because of uh, obviously the tax cuts to corporations. And uh, I'm looking forward to see you know what does Apple do with all their cash? Uh, we're going to go on buying sprees, they can do buybacks, things like that. So uh, earnings season starts uh, roughly in about a week, two weeks. Yeah, you know it. it Sort of, we'll call it the unofficial start. It was this Friday when you've got you know J.P. Morgan reporting its results. But around uh, April 19th or so is when you really start seeing things get very heavy in terms of the earnings reporting, and that will continue through about mid-May. So you've got a four-week period there where um, there will be no shortage of news and plenty of items to focus on as it relates to uh, earnings reporting. 
And that's an area where I think Briefing does a great job um, with all their tabs. One of their tabs is earnings and earnings calendars. Uh, but then you go to the live and play, and you can hear the. But you don't hear the conference call, but you it, it's it's transcribed in real time. It feels like at times. But um, thanks very much. Have a good day. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. Briefing is a uh, website you need to explore, and it's a subscription base, and I think it's highly worth it. I start my day every day with the live and play, um, and the page one column with Patrick O'Hare. He does a bigger piece, which you would probably. Uh, compared to something along the lines of um, a college paper, but it's readable and enjoyable. It's based on business, but every Friday he comes out with a big picture. There's swing trades, there's data previews, there's data reviews, there's bond columns, there's Fed briefs, there's momentum stocks, there's uh, value stocks. There's, there's, there's a lot going on. Briefing.com, you can find it at briefing.com, www.briefing.com. Uh, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, and of course there's an app, too, for those who want the app. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Coming up, more Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Um, I hope you get to retirement. I hope that we can get there together. Let's try to have a nice day, treat each other with respect and love and good things. Um, a lot going on. A lot going on. What do you want to pay attention to? Man, there's so much negative. Sandy Hook. Kids getting shot. Talk show hosts saying stupid things and getting fired. Every single day, it just seems like our society is just messy, right? How am I going to fix that? How is Rob Black going to fix it? Well, I have an answer. You want to know what it is? Four-packed checkout Monster Jam April 28th at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. Woo! Monster Jam! It returns to Levi's Stadium on Saturday. Saturday. I've got tickets for four for a night of adrenaline-packed family entertainment. Check out Gravedigger. Seriously, if you have not looked at YouTube in a while, check out Gravedigger and Max D and many, many more. Don't miss the world-class driver's uh, exhibition. This is not a competition. It is an exhibition, please. No wagering. Perfectly engineered monster. Uh, you can get tickets on sale. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. It's Ticketmaster.com. Um, Four-pack for a family. Levi Stadium. You know, take uh, public transportation there, cheap, and uh, enjoy Monster Jam. Fun stuff, you know. If you've got a kid who's six years old, ten years old, it's 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 heaven. And uh, I may mean, I highly recommend earbuds, something to uh, help calm the noise because you've not heard monster trucks. It's loud. Uh, you know the ones that I used to love. Do you remember the, the late night TV commercials? Uh, wheels, 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 wheels. So you're going to see a lot of wheels. There's going to be big wheels. There's going to be wheels bigger than your house. So I don't know. It's a, it's a curiosity. It's a fantasy. Um, you know, I once was driving down to South Carolina from uh, Virginia. I always liked South Carolina because the women were itay. And they like Jimmy Buffet. And uh, Jimmy Buffet, awesome. 
So, um, and I saw Gravedigger on the side of the road. His shop was on the side of the road. I was like, I have to take my picture with that thing. And so I have a picture of me, like 18, 19 years old, with Gravedigger. So anyway, I'm out of happiness and love and support and good words. Now, you do some good deeds today because I've done mine. Family of four pack, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Levi Stadium. Monster Jam, April 28th. So that's right around the corner. You pay your taxes. Go have a day of fantasy fun with your family. Um, Got a first grader, second grader? Have them invite a friend. It's a way to um, bond over trucks. Hershey's candy sales are going to suffer. Why? Because consumers are leaning towards healthier snacks. Can you imagine? Talking about our childhood, and I guess today is like a throwback Tuesday, where I'm talking about Palm Pilots and e-filings and the IRS. But here's one that's a real big-time throwback, in my opinion, is um, Hershey bars. I remember a Hershey bar was like, if Dad got me a Hershey bar, it was like a good day. So Hershey's portfolio as a stock, i.e. the stuff that they sell, is overexposed right now to the slowing category consumption and rise in cocoa prices. I'm cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Munchy, crunchy, chocolatey. Just give the bird a a, a bowl of of chocolate crisps. He'll be fine. Quit taking it away from him. So Hershey's portfolio is overexposed to the slowing category of consumption tied towards health. Never thought I'd see that day, right? But we're seeing it, and that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, my kid came home from school the other day, and he goes, you know, plastic plastic straws are bad. At dinner later that night, he was using a plastic straw. But the good news is that they're teaching kids to be healthier, to be more environmentally smart. So <clears throat> when I own Hershey stock at this point in time, I probably want it. It's just like Campbell's soup. Mm-mm, good, right? You get sick, you get the flu, and you're like, ah, I need Campbell's soup. I need chicken noodle soup, and I need it in that red and white thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, the red and white label. It's familiar. It's comfortable, right? Uh, but pe- it's really salty, and people aren't going that direction anymore. So I bring that up in large part because things do change, and your childhood is not the way you should invest. But again, take a look at American Express or Visa or MasterCard. Those are great companies that have been around since you were a kid. Now, some of them were publicly traded, and some of them were private. And now they're all public, and do I think they'll be around? Good chance. So Hershey's in the news, like I said, getting that uh, negative negativity. Uh, for the record, uh, Hershey is a great business book. If you, I just wish these business books weren't 400 pages. I wish they were like 70. <laughs> I know you're saying, man, you're, you're, you're revealing something right now about biographies. I don't like the long biographies. But it's the number one, you know, yeah, candy company, chocolate company, Almond Joy, lots of kisses, 80 global brands. And that's where they get into problems, global brands like Hershey's. We all know Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, mm-hmm. Twizzlers, Mounds, Almond Joy, Kit Kats, York Peppermint Patty. What would you do for a Kit Kat When I bite into a York Peppermint Patty, I have a feeling that I'm on a, a mountaintop with air breezing through my hair. Like you remember all these god-awful commercials, right? They make bubblegum, breath mints, cookies, all things that parents are be slowly saying, you know, Junior, you don't need those three times a day. And through the years, it's, you know, Junior, you don't need that every day through the years. You know, Junior, you only need that once a week through the years. 
Wouldn't you much rather chomp on some seaweed crunch from Trader Joe's? Oh, Alex won. Alex, big winner, winner, chicken dinner, uh, trucking tickets, monster trucks. See, the world is a happier place already. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.